to another great episode of The Bourbon Road with your hosts, Jim and Brian, where they talk bourbon and, of course, drink bourbon. Grab yourself a pour, kick back, and enjoy another trip down the bourbon road. excited to have blantonsbourbonshop.com as a new sponsor for the bourbon road podcast in fact this podcast is brought to you by blanton's bourbon shop blantonsbourbonshop.com is the only official merchandiser for blanton's the original single barrel looking for a unique gift blanton's bourbon shop has got you covered blantonsbourbonshop.com is your home for all blanton's gifts The Bourbon Road is excited to have PintsAndBarrels.com as a sponsor of this episode, as well as our official custom apparel provider. Be sure to check out PintsAndBarrels.com and browse their ultimate online store for bourbon lovers. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of the Bourbon Road Podcast. I'm your host, Jim Shannon, and today... Today we're, uh, we're we've got a guest on the show. We've got an interesting product, and it's one that I think you're going to be very pleased with. Our guest today is Martha Dalton. She is a co-founder with uh, Never Say Die, and today we're going to have their uh, small batch bourbon on. Martha, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Jim. Really happy to be here. You're coming to us from uh, London in the UK and England, and. Uh, it's a little bit later there than it is here. I really appreciate you taking the time uh, late in the evening to join me for an episode, but we're both going to be drinking a little bit of bourbon. Does that sound good? It sounds perfect. Thank you. A nightcap for you, I say. Yeah, <laughs> for me, exactly. exactly. The perfect time <laughs> to drink bourbon. It's, it's still a bit early for me, but that's okay. We'll, we'll average our times together and it's perfect for both of us, right? Exactly. It's five o'clock somewhere, hey? It is always five o'clock somewhere. Mm-hmm. That is correct. Well, you did send us a sample of your small batch bourbon whiskey. And uh, along with that, uh, you, you sent us a few items, which were, were, we really appreciate, a hat and a t-shirt and some and some very detailed marketing materials that sort of outline the story of your brand. And I think it's just something our, our listeners are going to, they're going to eat it up. They're just going to love this because it's such a great story. But before we get started and dive deep into that story, why don't we take a moment? We've got your small batch bourbon in our glass. Why don't we take a minute and we'll taste your bourbon and let people know what we think about it. Perfect. So how do you how do you have yours, Jim? Do you have yours with some ice or just straight up? It's just straight up neat and a Glencairn. Perfect. So our small batch bourbon is very much small batch. So larger brands ordinarily, um, they would be mixing quite a lot of barrels into one. For us, we only use 10 barrels. Which is still reasonably good sized batch. I think that um, small batch is a very loosely used term a lot of times. Sometimes it could be anywhere between two barrels and 200, depending on the size of your yeah. operation. But but I feel like 10 barrels is a fine size for a small batch. So Yeah, exactly. So if you want to have a little taste, I'm just going to pour mine in here now. What do you, what do you get on the nose? 
Well, it's a it's a nice uh, caramel, a little bit of oak, um, kind of a, a little bit of a like a toffee or raisin on the nose a little bit. I'm not getting a lot of fruits, but it is it does have a nice floral note to it. Um, it's hard to put my finger on it, but I would say this one kind of uh, is 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 a very traditional bourbon. It has very traditional bourbon notes to it, and uh, it's one of those that I think. As you know, that you, you say, this is very likely a Kentucky bourbon. You know, <laughs> it yeah, just has exactly. that, that really good character to it. Yeah, and our bourbon is a high rye, so it's twenty one percent rye. But I think the the nice thing about it is you still get that real kind of crowd pleasing kind of classic bourbon taste to it. This has got quite a bit of. Uh, a bit of age to it so it's not uh, a new bourbon it's not a, a young straight bourbon this is something that's sat in a barrel for a while how old is this so it is just shy of five years in kentucky then um it's six weeks on the ocean and then almost um a year in the uk um in derbyshire in england so as you say that, we have listeners scratching their head and going, wait a minute here. Something doesn't seem right. But this is Kentucky straight bourbon yeah. whiskey that was aged for a good number of years here in Kentucky, and it left the U.S. in barrels. That's right. So that's the thing that makes us different is we do everything to make it a Kentucky straight bourbon. Um, and then instead of bottling it in Kentucky, we ship it out in the barrels and basically take it on the world's largest cocktail shaker. So the, the barrels get shaken up for six weeks on an ocean container. Then they get, uh, taken off, uh, the ship, uh, driven to, um, our friends at White Peak, which are an English whiskey distillery. They then take care of the barrels for us, um, in this case for about a year um, before um, it's blended um, and put into the bottles. So the maturation is finished in, in, in England. That's right. And so for us, what's quite exciting is you get three different climatic conditions. So you get you know, the hot summers of Kentucky, which obviously makes absolutely exceptional bourbon. But then it goes on to the ocean where it gets shaken up, which obviously, you know, in terms of for most bourbons, they'll be put in a rickhouse and left. But for us, we're really shaking them up. And so that's bringing more of the more of the, the barrel into the liquid. And then it goes to England, which where is a kind of much more temperate climate, which then I think gives it more of that. It smooths it off at the end. I, I'm assuming that you, you taste through these barrels before they enter, before they go on shipment. And then you probably taste through them as they arrive out of, uh, into the UK. So there's probably some you, some noticeable difference that you're able to discern uh, based on that ocean voyage. Yeah. So for us, you know, nothing leaves Kentucky, um, which isn't really good. So it, we, we want it to be a really good product before it, before it goes on its journey. And um, the ocean aging process is a bit of um, 
you know, there's quite a lot of luck in there. You know, the gods of the sea are having their way in terms of exactly how bumpy or, you know, or smooth the voyage is. Um, but for us, you can, we've, we taste it obviously before it leaves. And actually it does feel more integrated by the time it's, it's come off the ocean and, and then, and then kind of further still having um, spent time in, in the UK. Yeah. We know from some other brands out there that have uh, allowed their, their barreled whiskey to spend time at sea or uh, otherwise, you know, on the water, there is something that takes place. There's something that happens in that process. Uh, are yours uh, contained within the holds of the ship or are they exposed to the, to the sea air? Is, is there any of that involved in the, in the, in the process or are they just containerized for the shipment over? They're, they're in a container um, and obviously you get a bit of leakage, you know, some of them end up, you know, with quite a bit more angel share having having lost, um, um, you know, after that voyage. But we think that it gives us something special. Um, and for us, it's also really about um, the roots of our, of our brand story. So um, our bourbon is named after a, a racehorse. Um, that was born in Kentucky. Um, and it was actually born on one of our co-founders, um, family farm. Um, so Pat Madden and their family had the Hamburg farms. Um, and so never say die was born, um, on one of those farms, um, on a, a really stormy night. And there was a party going on at the main house and the horseman, um, you know, is, is looking after the, these foals. And one of them just doesn't look like it's going to make it. And he goes up to the main house and says, boss, you know, we've got a big problem. So he comes down and he's holding a bottle of bourbon and he goes, right, this is a bit crazy, but we're going to last roll of the dice. We're going to try and shove a whole load of bourbon up its nose and see what happens. Um, and luckily, um, the next morning it's running around the pen. Um, and so they call that foal, never say die. Um, and that foal um, goes on to um, be the first American racehorse to win an English classic um, in a really long time um, and does so in 1954 in front of the Queen um, and Winston Churchill. Um, and so for us, um, the we really wanted our liquid um, to follow in the hoof steps, if you will, um, of our horse. That's a fantastic story. It's amazing. And uh, so is that is that commonplace or is that very unusual to introduce bourbon to a horse? Have you heard? <laughs> is, is it, did, it, did it just come to mind or is that something that somebody might do from time to time? Um, I think it was a pretty radical, wacky idea um, that, you know, might have been slightly, uh, you know, the thought process of someone who's had a couple of bourbons. Um, <laughs> uh but, um, you know, luckily for us, um, you know, it, it helped that fall at that time. Um, and the bit about the story that I haven't told you yet, but is kind of the best bit is that when Never Say Die was running in that race, um, it was 33 to one, you know, rank outsider had a, at the time, a, a jockey 17 year old that no one had ever heard of Lester Piggott. Um, and there was a woman um, up in Liverpool in, in England 
really down on her luck. Um, she walks past uh, a bookmaker's because that's what we have um, here in England. It's a bit of a different system. She sees this horse, 33 to 1, never say die, and thinks that's, you know, that's a bit of me. I need to put all my money on that. So she goes and pawns all of her jewelry, sticks it all on, um, and wins big, um, and says to her son and his friends, you know, boys, you know, I've got the money. I can buy you your instruments. You can start your band. Um, and her son was Pete Best, who was, um, the original drummer for the Beatles. Um, and they, they set up, they, they started out as the quarry men in her club, um, the Casbah club. The Casbah club. Well yeah. known, of course. Well, fantastic. And the Beatles, of course, well known, but, uh, that's fantastic. So if you, if you want to draw conclusions from one end to the next, you could say without bourbon, there wouldn't be Beatles. Well, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but really without, uh, without a, an amazing horse, pulling it all out and uh, and winning the derby i mean that's really how it happened right yeah exactly exactly and and it's and it's something that because it was such a fantastic story and and a story that was you know the family tale of of one of our co-founders um it just meant that we were so keen on making sure that everything every stage of the process was you know true to to that heritage so much the same way that the horse was uh, born in Kentucky and finished in 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 the UK. Exactly. The same with the same with the bourbon finished exactly. in the UK. So fantastic. What a great parallel to draw there and a great story and and uh, I I've got your bottle here with me and it's it's a great uh it's a great bottle that really does sort of lay out that whole picture of uh sort of things starting in 1954 with a racehorse. And, uh, it's just, it's just wonderful. I love the name. Never say die. This is absolutely delightful. I, I, I think it's a wonderful whiskey. It's a, it's a great, um, full bodied, well-balanced bourbon. It's got, uh, and the proof on it is 95 proof. Yeah, that's right. And it, it, it just settles in real nice across the entire palate up front. It has a nice, uh, entry. It uh, presents itself well across the middle of the palate. It sits in with that 21% rye on the back and gives you a nice little bit of warmth there. The length of the finish is medium to long. It's really nice, and it carries a great flavor with it in the finish, which is it's which is so nice. I'm going to say that this is not only a, a very good sipping bourbon, but this is also going to be something that's going to push through in a cocktail and really show itself well. I would say in an old-fashioned or a Manhattan that this would make a tremendous uh, cocktail. Exactly. So I think, you know, it's got that, it's got that rye that gives it a bit more punch, but then it just is really a, like a really warm, uh, you know, it's got, it's got the sweetness that, you know, that I personally like in a, in a bourbon. But you could just as well sit out on a patio with a cigar and enjoy it uh, exactly. or a box of chocolates. It, it doesn't matter. Either one would work well with it, I think. Yeah, exactly. And this year we were um, at the Epsom Derby um, and we, we had lots of our um, original investors over. All of our co-founders all got together um, and it was a nice, nice sunny day in June. And, you know, I was drinking Boulevardiers and having a very nice time. Ooh, a Boulevardier. I haven't had one in a while. I, I need to revisit that. Maybe mm. with this. I think yeah, I have exactly. the components to make it. So, 
Fantastic. Yeah, because I think you've got to, you know, there's kind of a little bit of orange blossom that you know kind of goes nicely with the with the orange in the in the boulevardier. So, well, we're gonna we're gonna take a short break. It was wonderful to drink through this. Uh, when we come back in the second half, you're going to tell us a little bit about some of the uh, the new things you guys have going on. Uh, some interesting facts. We'll talk about uh, the relationship between Kentucky and, 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 and the UK and, and, and what other expressions you have in your future. So, folks, we want you to stick around. We're going to come back here in a few, and uh, we're going to continue with this great story about Never Say Die. Looking for a unique gift? Blanton's Bourbon Shop has got you covered. All of their handcrafted wood products are made in their in-house wood shop with authentic bourbon barrels. Specializing in barrel-aged potent treats, they use Blanton's barrels to age their own maple syrup, honey, and coffee. Find the most unique gift ideas for your golf lover, cigar connoisseur, avid coffee drinker, and Blanton's fan. Want to win an authentic Blanton's barrel head? Make sure you sign up for the giveaway on the homepage of their website. Blantonsbourbonshop.com is your home for all Blanton's gifts. If you're a bourbon drinker, and I bet you are if you're listening to this podcast, you need to head over to pintsandbarrels.com and check out the ultimate online store for bourbon lovers. Pints and Barrels Company was started by bourbon lovers for bourbon lovers. From spices to t-shirts, you'll find the perfect bourbon gift. Pints and Barrels proudly supports the bourbon road and invites you to visit pintsandbarrels.com. You need a custom apparel or swag for your bar, distillery, maybe even your bourbon society. They can do that too. As a matter of fact, they print our apparel. We're so happy with the quality and fast turnaround. Pintsandbarrels.com, the ultimate bourbon lover's gift shop and branding specialist. All right, listeners, so we are back. We had a nice little break there. Martha and I just uh, continued to sip on our Never Say Die small batch bourbon whiskey while uh, we chatted during the break. Uh, Martha is the co-founder of Never Say Die, a... uh, a wonderful brand of bourbon whiskey made in Kentucky, finished in London, England. And uh, with a great story behind it, we went through that in the first half. In the second half, we're going to talk a little bit more about the kind of things they have going on now and into the future. Martha, as we continue to sip on this, maybe you could uh, tell us a little bit about like uh, other expressions you have or you have in the works that people can look forward to. Yep. So continuing with our kind of quirky character, we, um, we were actually, you know, an American brand, but we launched in London first. So, um, at the moment, um, in the UK, um, and in Germany, uh-huh. um, and in other bits of Europe, um, we have on sale our small batch that we've, we're tasting today. We also have, um, a rye whiskey. Um, and then we've also been doing some barrel picks of, um, single barrel cast strength. Um, so they've been on sale since kind of the, the last bit of, um, 2022. Um, in the States, we launched um, initially with our small batch uh, bourbon um, at the end of last year. Um, it flew off the shelves, much to our delight. So it's now um, reasonably difficult to get um, your hands on, but we are um, we're stepping up um, our 
production and um, bottling um, here in uh, the UK. So um, a shipment will be coming back to the States uh you know, in the next couple of months. Um, and we'll also be looking to launch um, our rye in America um, soon as well. And what region of Kentucky does your uh, bourbon originate from? Um, so um, our bourbon is made in Danville, Kentucky. Okay. So from Danville, uh, after uh, four plus years of aging, it finds its way into a container and then onto a ship and then uh, across the ocean, swishy swashy, getting all the wonderful movement, and it arrives in in the UK, where it's, it's delivered to your handlers, who are whiskey people themselves. Yeah, that's right. They continue to mature the product and get it ready for bottling. Exactly. In that whole process, what's the what's the bottleneck? Of course, if you if your brand grows very fast, um, what's the part that gives you the most trouble? I should say. Um, I think for us, we've, we've wanted to make, you know, this has been a labor of love for all of us. We're all people with, with other jobs. Um, so for us, we've wanted, we've wanted to never cut any corners. We've wanted to make sure that everything is done just as we want it to be done. Um, but also because we're a new brand, we're experimental. Um, and so for us, um, we're still, you know, there's a consistency, you know, we, we always want that kind of never say die taste. Um, but we're still experimenting a bit with exactly the kind of the length of time, exactly how we do things. So that's kind of, you know, a bit of a headache when you're trying to, you know, reinvent things. Um, but also, you know, part of the magic of, of starting your own, your own, your own brand and, you know, having your own product, it means you can, you know, refine it as you go. We don't have a, you know, a hundred year old recipe that, you know, we have to stick to. So you've got you've got employees both in the United States or and you've got them in the UK. So this team, this multinational team that you have, how many people form this this team? Well, it's a tiny team. Um we've got, you know, four co-founders in America, three of us um over here in England. Um and then we've, you know, we've bolted on a whole lot of, you know, help of, you know, you know, the best people we could find, um, to help us along the way. So, um, in the UK, we, we partner with, um, an English, uh, whiskey distillery, um, called White Peak. Um, so they take care of our barrels, um, but it's a quite nice symbiotic relationship. So, um, they store our barrels, um, for us and then, um, they get our, you know, our freshly dumped barrels to make their English whiskey in. So, you know, for each stage of the process, we're just trying to make, um, you know, build a bit of a community around what we're doing. So, um, so you're one of the founders. I think I spoke with uh, Brian Leftman, who is another founder of the company, correct? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Brian's based out in Lexington. And what are the other principles? Um, so we've got Pat Madden, um, who is, is based out in, in, you know, is from Kentucky and, and it was, um, his idea along with, um, David Wilde, who's based out in London, basically they were friends, um, at Cambridge, um, decided, you know, they met up at, um, you know, one of these, uh, kind of reunion events, um, and, uh, Pat invited David out to the Kentucky Derby. Um, and, you know, they were doing the usual, you know, on the back of the bus, drinking some mint juleps when 
Pat started telling David about this amazing story of Never Say Die, this racehorse. Um, and essentially it was a drunken idea that we've, you know, decided to make happen for real. Um, so that there's, there's some of the people also, um, Shane Baker and, um, Pat Heist, um, of wilderness trail fame are also co-founders in our brand. Well, fantastic. It sounds like a great group of people that uh, have a love for the product and have a love for, uh, for Kentucky and horses and all things in between. So, yeah, I think when you do it out of love and you do it out of excitement, when it starts as a, as a spark of interest based around something you're very passionate about, you can't help, but, uh, have a leg up when it comes to, to being successful. So, I think it's I think it's great. I continue to sip on this. I continue to think about just how solid and well rounded and just what a what a great uh what great whiskey to start with your brand. I mean it's just such a solid bourbon that just it and I say this a lot and people are gonna get on me get on me about it, but it really does check all the boxes when it comes to bourbon. This is this is truly a, a quintessential Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, and it has all the age you would want on a bourbon. Of course, we like to see extra aged bourbon sometimes, but just for that 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 wonderful weekend pour that you look forward to after a hard week at, at work, a five-year-old straight Kentucky bourbon with some, uh, some extra treatment that you guys give it is just amazing. It's so good. Then our next... Um batch will be um slightly aged longer so our our original um batch we had 100 barrels shipped over from america to the uk um and we've had another 100 barrels um shipped at the end of last year so that our next release um is is going to be closer to a you know a six six and a half year old well, let's let's divert just for a moment and talk about that rye that's coming. Uh, so mm -hmm. uh, a lot of our listeners are are going to be interested to know a little bit more about that rye, even though we don't have a glass of it today. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about the details and what they can expect, like the mash bill and the age and, and those things? So um, the mash bill of our rye is 56% um, rye, 33% corn, and 11% malted barley. And it's uh, a three-year-old rye, and it's got all of the spiciness that you would expect from a rye, and that you would want. So it, you know, it packs a punch, and you know, can really hold its own in a cocktail. But it's actually pretty smooth with it, and you know, it's it's still got some of that sweetness in there. I think for people that you know don't want a rye that's too too spicy, you know, but that's well-rounded, um, our rye, I think, hopefully should um, should please them. Yeah, we kind of call that a Kentucky rye, right? A, a rye that uh, has a large portion of corn as a flavoring grain. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's a bourbon drinker's rye, I think, is exactly. the best way to look at it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. And three years old is is wonderful for a rye with that mash bill and aged in Kentucky as well. And, and I'm assuming this will be aged in Kentucky. It will be uh, batched and bottled in the UK as well. Exactly. So it'll it'll have this it'll have the same journey. So um made in Danville, you know, stored stored there in the Rick House, all of the beautiful hot summers, then taken over um in the barrels onto the ocean, 
you know, shaken up um, and then um, taken to um, the UK um, to to rest more um, and then be bottled um, here in the UK. Fantastic. And and so you you also have a single barrel that you have released in the UK only at this point. And can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. So essentially when we first started out, um, we had a couple of um, obstacles in the road. Um, one of them was the bourbon tariffs um, that were the result of um, essentially a kind of a political fight between um, the US um, and the European Union, um, where Europe decided um, to put an extra 25% tariff on all kind of quintessentially American goods. So bourbon, Levi's jeans, cranberries, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and it was, it was all a, a bit silly in my opinion. Um, but we um, started up a campaign um, with, you know, the folks at Discus, with lots of the industry um, over in the UK to try and um, persuade um, the politicians that they needed to sort it out. Um, and so that was called the Bourbon Alliance. Um, luckily, a deal was done, but it meant on the and so that was the 1st of June, 2022. And we basically had our barrels ready to go to be shipped straight away. Um, but we really wanted to launch at the whiskey show, um, which was in London um, that fall. Um, and we just had no time to be able to do a small batch or anything like that. And we wanted to have, have a whiskey ready to go. And when we tried some of our... Um, single barrels they were honestly fantastic and we just thought we needed to you know um make sure that they got to some people's lips so um there's a, a really incredible group called the british bourbon society um here in the uk so um we let them do the first ever barrel pick of never say die lucky people well hopefully we're going to see some at least single barrel products hit the shelves here in the u.s even though they might not be uh um, private selections, but still single barrels would be very nice. Is that something that we can see in the future? You know, I think for us, um, we want to launch, we want to make sure that we get more bottles available in the US um, small batch, because that's our kind of, I guess, our, our hero product to launch the rye. Um, but if people want to do barrel picks and we get enough, you know, interest, then, you know, we're, we're open to that. Um, it's just a question of, you know, whether people want to fly over to the UK to, you know, to make that <laughs> trip, just, just to taste some juice, but you know, we're open to all things. Well, I can understand the logistics there are quite, uh, quite something because, you know, the barrel has to travel to you and then go through the process and the, and the additional aging and then become bottled at your location. So somebody's going to have to fly somewhere in order yeah. to make it happen. So I understand that completely. And, and maybe there are, there are a few souls out there who are thinking that's me, I'm going to do that. So <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, exactly. We're, you know, we had, we had lots of people um, travel from Kentucky um, to come over to um, the Epsom Derby um, this June and we all had a, you know, a really great time. Um, so you never know, maybe some of those, you know, never say die fans might want to make the trip again. Fantastic. So uh, along, along this conversation, we've never told people yet uh, what the price of a bottle of never say die small batch bourbon is. Uh, so if somebody finds this bottle on the 
shelf here in the U.S. What's the the MSRP or average expected price for them to see this bottle at here in the U.S.? I think it's about sixty five bucks. About sixty five dollars. Okay, fantastic. And uh, when your rye does arrive, have you put a price on that yet? It'll probably be about kind of 10 bucks above that. Yeah. Okay. All right. So rice are a little bit more difficult to produce. They do get a little mm-hmm. foamy in the vats and, and they, uh, so you can't really fill the fermenters all the way up with a good rye. So it just takes a little bit more dollars. Exactly. To put it, costs a little, it costs us a bit more to produce. Yeah. And also, sure. you know, um, and the, but the bottle looks the same. It's just, we've inverted the label. So it's, you know, it's black with, with white writing rather than white with black. Now I noticed that uh, it's an embossed bottle, so it does have some embossing on the glass and there are some symbols on the bottom and there's also like a shield on the side of the bottle. Can you tell us a little bit about those embossings? Yeah. So the shield, um, so the, the bottle, um, the label and the bottle design are designed by the folks at stranger and stranger. Um, and they do, they do brilliant work and they created this, um, shield for us. So you can see the cross, that's the, the, the English cross, um, our flag. Um, then the, the diagonal lines, um, that's to, um, pay homage to the corn. Um, then we have the, the horseshoe, um, after never say die our horse. And then the, the kind of squiggly lines, that's, um, that's the ocean aging. So that's the water. Fantastic. You can see in, at the bottom of the bottle, um, we have a, a horseshoe, so which is a kind of a, a sort of a nice thing when you pour it that you you kind of discover. Um, and then you can also see um, we've got the KY for Kentucky, and we've got LP, which is Liverpool. Um, and so that's where the boat goes into in Liverpool, but it's also um, where the where the Beatles were from. So it's it's a bit of a a bit of a hint to that being part of our story. Beautiful packaging, so well done. I, I kind of get I get a little bit excited about packaging. I know it's just a bottle. I know it's just a label, uh, but it means so much. It it really completes a product, and you have such yeah. great whiskey inside. To you know, to finish it with a bottle like this is so nice. And I'm glad you took the extra time to to really put together a bottle that's uh, that sort of has a statement makes a statement yeah exactly and if you look at the side the kind of perforation edges that's also to give you a bit of a sense of a betting slip um after a horse and and also the the font that we've used that's taken from um an english newspaper in 1954 when never say die won the won the derby so there's you know quite a lot of quite a lot of you know painstaking care has gone into it but you know that's that's all part of the fun and we had, you know, we had, we had time on our hands whilst the bourbon was maturing. So we needed something to, you know, spend our time on. So I'm going to go ahead and ask the question. Uh, you guys are really just getting started, uh, mm-hmm. and you have such a wonderful whiskey in your in your first release here in the U.S. We've talked a little bit about what's coming down the road as far as uh, liquids go, potentially cross our fingers a single barrel but definitely a, a rye what about customer experiences are you planning something in the u.s something in the uk how can people uh sort of experience your product one-on-one are you going to have an open store or something like that 
So we would really love to get involved in the Bourbon Trail, um, but it's 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 slightly a bit too early in our story to know exactly what that would be. Um, the fact that our brand involves both horses and bourbon, you know, I think gives us a, some some ideas, but we don't have any set plans yet. Um, at the moment, we retail in thirty eight states. Um, but, uh, we will be, um, ex- launching in California, Chicago, Florida, Nevada, and Arizona later this year. So we'll, we'll almost, we'll almost have kind of complete coverage. And do you have an online outlet in the U S at the moment? We don't have any, um, direct to consumer, um, route to market, it's all it's all through stores and then sealbacks um are a distributor out of washington um and they haven't you can you can buy online through them okay so it is available through sealbox then yeah fantastic so for the moment there's no uh there's no distillery experience for anybody but that could be coming in the future but for the moment uh if somebody does come over to the uk um and they want to try your whiskey, the only thing they're going to be able to do there is to maybe pick up a single barrel or buy something on the shelf. Is that? Yeah. So we've had, we've, we've taken people up to um, White Peak um, in Derbyshire, which is where, where all of our barrels are, are stored. And we've had quite a lot of fun doing kind of small little tours of people um, who've wanted to do um to, to, you know, to do a barrel pick, um, and also kind of taken media up and that kind of thing. Um, so, so we've, we've, we've got that available to us. Um, but you know, we, we're, we're basically focusing at the moment on ramping up, um, our bottling capability and making sure that we can basically fulfill the demand that, that we have. Cause we we sold out in about two weeks um, before Christmas, so we, we we need to you know that's our focus is you know making sure that uh, we're we're back in stock ultimately. So you have a website, I assume, and people can go on there and find out where you're available in the U.S. Yeah, so um, never say die bourbon dot com, and then that has all all of our you know all of our retail um, options um, available there. And if they're in a state that is not carrying you, what should they do? Should they talk to their distributor? Should they talk to their local liquor store and request a bottle? They can they can write to me and I can try and figure it out. So um, Martha at NeverSayDieBourbon.com. Martha at NeverSayDieBourbon.com. All right. So yeah. on social media, maybe you can take a minute and let everybody know where we can find you on uh, the social media outlets. And maybe they'll want to follow you or... Yeah, so um, we have an Instagram page um, that's got lots of you know beautiful recipes. You know that's where we we try and keep people up to date with you know the latest kind of states that we're available in and all of that kind of stuff. Um, so if you check out our Instagram page, um, that's Never Say Die Bourbon. Fantastic. Well, Martha, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for sharing your small batch bourbon whiskey with me it's uh, like i said before it's very it's very good it's it's a delightful bourbon it definitely checks all the boxes for me it's something that uh i think anybody would be proud to serve up to a guest at their home bar and uh 
and hopefully they can find it out in out in town at a bar as well. Being in 30 states at this point, you guys are relatively new, but to be in 30 states already and to be adding California and others so quickly, you're available on Sealbox as well. I would say for the most part that our listeners here in the U.S. can get a bottle if they really, really want one, it sounds like. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and hopefully, um, you know, we will um, be ramping up um, our production and, you know, getting it to more people because um, we're really, you know, pleased with, with the reception we've had so far. Um, so, so hopefully, you know, we can make sure that more people can try it. Fantastic. Well, thank you again for being on the show and uh, great, great bourbon. Really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. All right. Well, you can find The Bourbon Road on all social media outlets. Well, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, threads, TikTok even. You can find us on all the social media outlets. Uh, you can also find us on our private Facebook group called The Bourbon Roadies. That's where all our listeners love to hang out, share stories. About 3,200 listeners uh, love to get on there and just talk about the episodes and share pictures of what they're drinking and and uh, oh, just Good friends, good whiskey. It's a great time. We hope you'll check it out. Uh, every single week on a Wednesday, we'll release a new episode. They're all about 45 minutes to an hour long. We'll always have a great guest on like Martha Dalton from Never Say Die. It's real easy to make sure that you don't miss a single episode. Just scroll up to the top of that app you're on. Hit that subscribe button. Make sure you get that notification once a week as we release a new episode and you'll be in the groove. You'll know exactly what's going on with bourbon in your area. So thank you for listening, folks. We hope to see you next week. But until then, we'll see you down the bourbon road. 